what they make is public information. Most people don't know that. So I literally researched, and I'm like, this is a seven-figure business. They can afford my damn price. I'm going to And just, just being, you know, ten toes down, I'm not going to go lower. I'm going to follow up. I'm good at what I do. And just keep being everywhere they are. So all my clients have been either referrals or I'm always top of mind, sound, and body. They, they, I'm, I'm not somebody you're going to forget. I'm not being in the crowd like, Richard, I saw you had a birthday. You look great. Your wife, how she doing? You know, just making people feel good. Because social media, one thing about social media, when you want somebody to run your account, because that's what I do essentially is like run your social media, create videos. You want people to remember your brand the way you feel about your brand. And when people feel that with meeting you, they're going to know that you're going to take care of their business. All right, what up, though, everybody? What up, though? Okay, I like that. We got the good energy on the first try. So very appreciative to be here at the Raw Avenue uh, live podcasting event. My name is Denzel Turner. I'm a local Detroiter, uh, lover of marketing, podcaster for the last three years. And um, the Black Fridays podcast is a celebration of Black-owned businesses, creatives, and professionals who are making a difference in their community through their businesses. And the way that I do that, or the way that I... I help share those stories is being able to talk to uh, wonderful people such as my guests who I'll introduce in a second and being able to give them a platform to share the wonderful things that they are doing in their, within their wheelhouse, within their zone of genius, so to speak. And I'm grateful that Socially Chrissy has joined me here today. Uh, Christina, or Chrissy I should say, it, don't call <laughs> You said don't call you Chrissy or don't call you Christina? Don't call me Christina. Gotcha. All right. So Chrissy. <laughs> so Chrissy is a mompreneur, as the shirt says. She is also a wonderful video, <laughs> wonderful video and visual creative uh, here, born and raised in the city of Detroit, and doing some amazing things to broadcast the realism behind being a, a mom, being an entrepreneur, being a digital creative, and then being able to use that and then show it in some dope visuals. So if everybody could just give a round of applause to my guest, Socially Chrissy. So welcome welcome back to the podcast. I got a fun fact for you. I don't think that you, you are the first guest to reappear on the podcast who has been on the show beforehand. So I'm syndicated? Syndicated, oh, yeah. Oh man, there you go. Chrissy was on episode four, I believe. This was back when I was in the uh, era of only doing strictly audio. And then I decided to um, move over to video not too long after that. So I'm grateful that you you rejoined me and wanted to know if you can. I gave you an introduction from my perspective, but wanted to know if you could talk to the folks and tell them who is socially Chrissy. I think you did a pretty good job. Um, I'm everywhere but my house. I stay with my daughter. I do everything in the city. Um, or other places. I try to promote, um, my daughter's on the spectrum, and I feel like in a black you know, community, we don't really talk about kids with special needs, but it ain't stopped me. We go everywhere with my daughter. Uh, Rockin' No Stock, we just got off a flight from Toronto today, and I just do everything. I do everything in the city, and I try to put the city on, and work with amazing, talented people from the city, but also showing people that, so many people say, what you can't do when you become a mom. I don't know who them people is, because I do every damn thing, and I'm somebody's mom, so. That's all I do. We're all the moms that make some noise, all the moms in the world. There we go. We, we love to see it. So before we get into more of the interview questions and business questions, I do have a segment, a special segment of Black Fridays called Freestyle Fridays. 
And so it's a random assortment of questions usually to my guests. But because I was in a courteous mood today, I come bearing gifts. So I have some gifts from a few different black owned businesses that I've either been on the show or are affiliated with the show. And I'm going to ask y'all some questions to give y'all opportunity to win those. That's cool. That's cool. Yeah. cool. All right, let's do it. So when was the Black Fridays podcast created? Don't think too hard about it. Just, just give me a year. 2020, perfect. All right, come on up. <laughs> come on up, do some quick math. There you go, brother. Oh, that was sweet. For sure. For sure. <laughs> That's a uh, flip stick. Shark Tank, black on uh, creator, created those. Perfect for social media and making some new content. So I believe you had, you had one for the people, too. What year did Apple allow podcasts? Like... <laughs> Fun fact, podcast is older than the 2020. No. 2015? What year did Apple start releasing podcasts? 2012? It's before that, yeah. It's before that. 2011? Before that. It's between 7 and 4. 2006. 2005. Yeah. Yeah, they said that in 2003, they had a podcast that nobody touched. 2005, they released no their problem. first like, podcast. So that's a t-shirt from The Connection, who is a uh, black-owned nonprofit doing some great work with middle school students. So uh, also, let me see, what else I got for y'all? Um, mm, give me a black-owned business. Tell me the last black-owned business you supported. And it cannot be your own if you are a vendor or anybody that has a, a black-owned business. Cool Kai, come on up, brother. Okay. Tell us what, can you tell us what Cool Kai is? Huh? Can you what tell us what Cool Kai is? Uh, he, uh, he made the shoes that I'm wearing. Oh, okay. uh, He actually getting sued by Nike right now, but you know, we supporting our folks. All right, so I got a affirmation, some affirmation cards for you and uh, a candle. The candle actually fired, candle. so just a candle. Yeah. All right. He said no affirmation. No, I'll take the affirmation. <laughs> take the affirmation. It's all you. It's all you. Yeah. So the candle came from the candle came from more hair collections, and then some affirmation cards came from Erin uh, Juliana, who is a, a dope a yoga instructor around the city. And then I'm not sure what other services she has, but if you get a chance, uh, meditation, meditation, mindset, mindset um, and then also the affirmation cards, uh, which you just got. So shout out to y'all real quick, round of applause for participating in Freestyle Friday. Usually I will have my guests do it, but she already did it before, and uh, it was much funner to give stuff away and do it with y'all. So going into the questions piece of it, uh, Chrissy, I would like to know, so you're on the podcast, I think that might have been 2020, might have been early 2021. I think it was early 2021. Okay, so a couple years ago. Yeah. As far as you being a, a creator, where you are with your business, entrepreneurship, where would you say, how would you say your journey has been since we first did our conversation to where you are now in your in your journey well i say that my business is trans like my my business has definitely grown but i've definitely changed so before it started as like just working with corporates and i work with smaller brands local brands and then i also help essentially help people land like influencer deals and etc like what we've done and stuff like that so i definitely it's grown immensely but also it has definitely moved to something else Absolutely. And then for the people who 
are not familiar with what it is that you do, can you talk a little bit more about your services and then what do you offer to those clients that you work with? So pretty much I am Detroit's video vixen. I can take any story, turn it into a video and make you super, super profitable on social media. So that's what I do. Super simple, straight to it. Very, very much super simple. <laughs> so different conversations that we've had as far as being able to scale your business and earn some more money in your entrepreneurship journey. You are not afraid to go and ask different organizations and companies for a bag. For example, um, you being here in Bamboo, you started working with them years ago, or at least started being a part of the ecosystem. And then now um, you're they're, uh, one of your top clients. So could you talk about how can people go about going after that bag if they want to be able to monetize what it is that they do, especially with all the creators and podcasters we have in the room. So the number three thing I tell people when I do like the, you know, like when we do the talks is that one, the number one thing that people say that it lays money on the ground is that we don't ever follow up. We either think that it's going to be a no when people say, oh, not right now, or we just think, don't think nothing of it, we, all, we hop on to something else. So follow up. So with Bamboo, I've been a member since 2019. They went through COVID. Obviously, they didn't have a budget. I'm not a, a cheap social media manager. And so then in 2020, after working with Good Cakes and Bakes, they reached out to me. I reached back out, followed up. You know, let's work together. Uh, two is just know what you want. Like, I'm not afraid to be like, listen, this is what I want. This is how I'm going to get it. And this how, you know, and, and just being in the room. I feel like Amanda used to say, like, man, we would see you everywhere, Christy. She was like, we went from not seeing you to we see you everywhere. I'm like, oh, you just don't know. You just going to remember me. You just going to remember what I look like, how I look like at that moment, and what I wanted from you. Mm -hmm. And then third is, just don't be afraid. I literally, there are so many times I'm like, okay, maybe if I go cheaper. Knowing, so most people, what they make is public information. Most people don't know that. So I literally researched, and I'm like, this is a seven-figure business. That can afford my damn price. I'm going to keep and just, just being, you know, 10 toes down, on, I'm not going to go lower. I'm going to follow up. I'm good at what I do. And just keep being everywhere they are. So all my clients have been either referrals or I'm always top of mind, sound and body. They, they, I'm, I'm not somebody you're going to forget. I'm not being in the crowd like, Richard, I saw you had a birthday. You look great. Your wife, how she doing? You know, just making people feel good. Because social media, one thing about social media, when you want somebody to run your account, because that's what I do essentially is like run your social media, create videos. You want people to remember your brand the way you feel about your brand. And when people feel that with meeting you, they're going to know that you're going to take care of their business. And that's what Bambi was. She was like, girl, we saw your time. And she was like, but you know what? You always remember key things. And you always make sure to say this and this and that. So it just to me, I say it's easy, but I'm learning at my big age. That's not so easy. But if you just do that, if you literally follow up, if you make sure you sing, and you just you know tell people what you want, you, you are really you know, 10 toes down with what you want. No doubt. And... You don't work with everybody. Everybody is not your target client or your target audience, nor do you want to work with every single body. So how do you, for your brand, for your business, be able to carefully curate a list of people that you want to go after as far as working with, doing business with, partnering with? How Do you have any advice for how people can do that? So in order to like individuals like with me and you when you reached out and I said, okay, we can make this a thing. Being a good person. So with you, I knew it would be no, Ill, no issues, no ill will, you being a good person. For businesses, I mean, you got to be able to afford my, my lowest package. So um, I tend to be businesses like this. So Bamboo is something that is an innovative place that's all about community. So Good Cakes and Bakes is a community bake shop that cares about the evolution of people. They allow uh, people from prison to work there. So people who are impacted. Community, but also you can pay the tab. I'm, you know, I gotta, I'm not in the business of, um, what is it built about? I work long shirt, whatever that is. Yeah. I'm not about to be searching for my money. So you have to be able to afford it. So essentially, I work with high seven-figure businesses that want to impact and leave a mark on the community and that child look like.
Absolutely. They was a little pissed because it's not necessarily all the way at what I look like, but gotcha. the community. So how I want to talk a little bit about pivoting because social media and video, that was not your that was not what you went to school for, that wasn't part of your education. You actually uh, liked a social worker and did that for a while. And then what you were telling me beforehand, you were pretty good at it. So can you talk a little bit about pivoting from one thing and knowing when to change and let one thing go and then going a different direction that's going to serve you for where you are at that stage of life? Um, doing what I love and something that I know can pay the bills. So pre-COVID, I was a social worker. If you guys are familiar with the Monica Blair child, is the woman who put her two kids in the freezer and took me out the game. I left social work. I was actually currently pregnant with a child who I didn't find out about my husband. I didn't find out until January with a July delivery. Um, it just was a lot. And I was always the girl in high school with a camcorder. And I did really well. And my ex-husband um, was in media. So I just, I sat down. I had, you know, a lot of months off. And I knew I was really good at video. I was good at video and I was good at people. And so Social Christy Media didn't always start with social media management. It actually started as a full production. And I always say that, I'm going to be very transparent, I didn't have to get it out the mud. My ex-husband worked for Fox Sports. I literally just went in the room. I could talk to anybody. So my first client was Coachella. So it wasn't too hard to do, but it was, you know, I, I think I picked because I knew what I liked to do and video was always a thing. I don't know what it's like to go from scratch from anything. And I always tell people, like, I don't know, like I didn't go from a social work to a neurosurgeon, because whatever. But I went to something I was always passionate about and always knew how to do. So pivoting, I guess, how, did that answer? Yeah, no, that okay. definitely did. And I, I'm curious as to, how did you get comfortable with being so transparent in your social media? So like you said, you have a child on the My spectrum. lazy eye. <laughs> Tell us more. I was in a car accident in high school. This mug went from regular to lazy. And I always going to be the first one to crack a joke with somebody else. And with having that sense of humor, you got to be able, I got to I gotta be ready, stay ready when somebody else is. So I'm like, they're like, that's why I'm like, yeah, that's why I can see somebody about to run up on my, you know, because I got lazy, you know. So, I had to be first with the joke, so I'm just always transparent because you ain't gonna tell my story before I tell somebody else. You, you'll never be the person that tells my story, so my lazy guy, they just do whatever you want, you know? <laughs> and why is it important to tell your story? Because uh, depending on what you're building or what you're creating, you may not, that may not always come through on the other end to people who are like paying attention to your brand. So why is it important for people to dig more into their personal story and then utilize that with their marketing and brand and all that good stuff. Because people buy into people. People don't buy an item like nobody. If I tomorrow sold a shirt that said mompreneur, if they weren't bought into my story that I literally tell, welcome to the day in the life of a Detroit mom who don't know what the hell she's doing, but here we go. You know, people buy into it because they getting like, oh yeah, she is a mom. But they'd be really weird if I was like, I'm selling hair care products. They're like, Chris, you got the same damn bun every day. We don't even know if you comb it. So it's like, you know, you got to like know, but being it, like telling your story creates another narrative of a story that gets people to buy. And again, people just, people buy from people. I mean, I always tell people the same thing. If y'all Google the one girl who had, was it, one million followers and could not sell two shirts, two shirts, that tell you, nobody was invested in her story. They were just invested in whatever she was trying to sell on social media. Right. She couldn't sell two shirts. That's all. That's it. And it's the mompreneur, is that your, that's your brand? No, this is a black girl on um, YouTube, uh, Broisha. No, Ambrosia. Oh, I'm about to say Moesha? No, oh. I had to, to sing it. Okay, that's Brandy. No, no, bro, her name is Broisha. She's in Phoenix. I don't know, I, should, I forgot I had it on you, said. Got you, got you. So as far as community, I think that one thing you're also very good at is building a community. You have a, I mean, you have a whole mom's group where y'all get together. Kids already have a chance to play. You get a chance to talk about 
business sometimes or just the life of being a, a mom of younger children. What has it been like for you to develop community and be intentional about developing that community? Hard as heck, okay? Moms are difficult, okay? <laughs> Nobody ever want to hang out because they say that's what they want, but they don't. No, um, I mean, I'm being serious, though. My, I'm learning in this season how I live and how I move and shake so quick. Moms are looking at me like, Tripping. man, I'm in the bed. It's like, man, I don't even know what time I got up today or if it even is today, if it was yesterday or tomorrow. So I'm learning that. So I, I don't know if I have the best question, I mean, best answer for that. But I just do it. Again, everything I do is, my intent is, I know what I want. And I know that I have a single child. That's all that's going to ever be. And I know that my child is on the spectrum. So there's two things she needs. Social interaction with other people other than me because she's a 90-year-old woman. And then she also needs to grow in the space of, like, seeing black people. Because I know what it's like to not know if I was black. Or like my rest of my family, like my dad, and think I was a white Russian kid that just got a tan early on. So, you know, like, I just, I don't know. I'm, I want to create a community for what I want. And it, I, mean, I don't want to do it alone. And it's just weird to go to Randy Better Park. So you might as well just make a mom do where you know them. Facts. Facts. I think. Maybe. Any moms want to, uh, that got kids that can come to the mom pull up for, uh, for Chrissy? Oh, my God. We got one. <laughs> we got two. <laughs> All right, cool. So I expect to, well, I won't be there, but I expect to, yeah. <laughs> I'm not the target audience. <laughs> but stay tuned for that, for that email. Uh, so, so talk to me about Detroit. One thing that you had mentioned to me over the last couple of months is that you really want to show people the different nuances and different sides of Detroit and being able to do that from a visual perspective so that it changed their overall perspective of what the city is and what it has to offer. So could you just kind of talk about like how you arrived to that point and, and what made you want to go that road? I just born and raised in Detroit. I've lived in other uh, cities. I've lived in other countries. And no, Detroit, I'm not about to sell y'all. Oh, Detroit is next California. Oh, it's the next Philly. But I feel like for what we have, it's so many different things that we don't like, we don't utilize. Like Belay Park. I just found out that they give you free Wi-Fi while my kid can play in the sand. Hopefully she don't eat it, but you know, playing the sand or um, different free stuff like Beacon Park. It's super fun. And I don't know about how y'all parent and I'm just going to be, I'm not getting hammered in the streets, but I like cocktails. Beacon Park has Lumen and then there's a big greenery. So it's like different stuff that people don't put on, but we always see the same thing. Like my favorite park is Palmer Park. Oh my God, it's more than Palmer Park. Oh, hold on, hold on, wait. Who said their favorite park was Palmer Park? You know, like a lot of people would come here, like tourists, that's the only thing. Like, oh my God, I went to Detroit and like Palmer Park was great. First off. I didn't make it that deep in Detroit as a tourist. Well, you know, A-Mile, you know, they uh, go over okay, to A-Mile okay. and all that. But I got you. It's so many different parks. So like Belle Isle, and like, I feel like it's interesting that now the riverfront is like the best riverfront. And now you have like a carousel, you can ride a bike. So I don't know, I just feel like the city, people sleep on our city. No, again, I'm not about to sell y'all and tell y'all it's a Philly. I'm not about to tell y'all, but for the city that we live in, I think it's lit. And I'm about to romanticize the shit out of it. I'm gonna make y'all think that I live in New York with all my vlogs. They're like, what? 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 Like, I literally am a six figure business owner and I take the bus. And I talk about it all the time. And I'd be like, straight, like, I take Ubers as well, but I take the bus. I live motorless in Motor City. And I don't care. It's fun. I got here. Everybody trying to figure out parking. I pulled up skirt. Got off the bus driver. Said, catch you at nine. I said, screw you. And I walked to the front door. You know what I'm saying? I got to pay for parking. I'm going to do that. Or actually, I just lied to y'all face. I literally came here on the bike. But the bike was on front of the bus. So. <laughs> got you. What do you. So because you have people that you work with or uh, people who follow you from out of state. Have you have you got any updates or like what their perception of Detroit is when they finally get here? 
um, a lot of people was like, it, compared to what people tell them, and then I've had some people from social media actually meet me here and have like stayed here. And they're like, it's totally different from what I think. It, you know, Detroit isn't all like Linwood and Davidson burnt out buildings or whatever. Detroit isn't all like, you get here, somebody gonna punch you in your face or somebody gonna be like, buffs. You know, it's like, we actually you know, are educated. You know, we actually educated good ass people. So it's not like, you know, but I had like somebody come from South Carolina and she was like, I thought I was gonna be robbed. She's like, I thought the homeless people were gonna pee on me. I said, Wait, what? <laughs> what? <laughs> and she was, yeah, legit. And she was like, so she showed me this YouTube page that only go through the hood. And I'm like, girl, that's just like you. I was like, South Carolina has the hood, right? For sure. Like legit. Sure. So I just, I want people to understand that Detroit is evolving. You know, no matter what, at the end of the day, you know, I said what I said. Black people is what make it dope, and we're gonna continue to make it dope. And it's a great place to live. We, I'm gonna need these city taxes though to go away. But yeah, we for sure. For sure. Amen. Amen on that one. Um, why is it important to support black owned businesses? Because why not? <laughs> How we gonna make it? Yeah, I'm like, I don't, I, that's how I was raised. I mean, I have a, a white dad, but that's how I was raised. We we stayed giving black businesses money because why not? Plus, it's just, have you seen the stuff we made? I don't know any other life. So small that. businesses, you know, I wish I could buy a small business that make jeans or, you know, like tissue. Right. Have you, um, what was I going to say? I had a, I had a good one for you. Um, this is good. I said, I didn't know about myself. <laughs> what, that you, you only support black owned business? No, I'm just like, so when you think about like, dang, I am pretty dope. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Do you got to that, that makes me want to bring back one of my old statements. Do you have anything that you would want to flex about as far as yourself goes? And just give give yourself some credit for something or pat on the back, something you did recently. Besides oh, getting, I made it into the magazine. I made it into what was that magazine? Voyager. <laughs> oh my god. Is that that's not real? Um no um yeah, that's not real. Uh, if you have to if you have to tell me to give you the information of what you're supposed to feature me in this, no. What is it? Children parent? Metro parent. I made it okay. for Metro Parent for Autism Mom. Can we get can we clap it up yeah, for that? Shout out, shout out to you. I said shout out to you. Yeah, that's all I remember. And just like, this is for anybody though, but like, it'll really feel good if y'all set a goal and then y'all actually attain it. I think like for me to just go back, like, especially being somebody's mom, um, and I don't know if you guys do this, but we had to do our, you have to do your uh, your will plans. You have to do them every five years. So we had to do the will plan. And it was just crazy to be like, wow, I'm sticking to what I want to put aside for my kid. I'm sticking to um, just different things that I, you know, I said I want to do and I didn't. So that's a big thing. Love it. I love it. So, so as we land the plane here, so to speak, what do you feel like is next for Socially Chrissy, the brand? What do you feel like is next for things that you might want to try creatively that you haven't got a chance to do yet? What what do you see on the horizon for you? I'm running for mayor. No. <laughs> um, so I wanna I want to pivot my business into helping people who already have businesses land brand partnerships with larger businesses. Um I have put a pause on all new clients and that's why I wouldn't want to hone in. But I also just want to hone in to what am I to do at 35? I'm 35, is this what I want to do at 40? Am I gonna be able to like so my goal is 50, I'm done. Am I even set with the way, you know, eggs is $10? Am I even set, you know, to be done? So the future is me figuring out if what I do currently is what I'm passionate about enough to keep it continuing or stop it and figure out if this is actually my, my dream. Got you. Got you. And I love the transparency. I love that you was able to 
share that with us and, yeah. and truly grateful for the things that you do. The work that you do is important because as you see, you impact in moms all over the all over the world. She just told me she came back from uh, Toronto not too long ago, just casually just hanging out in Toronto, blowing the bag. So all the all the people that you're working with across the border. But no, the, like I said, the work that you do is important. Obviously, you can see the impact of your work from the different clients that you work with and then the content that you push out in your own personal content and sharing your story. So everybody, can we give it up for Social Nutrition? And if I did a good enough job, if we did a good enough job, oh, give them all your uh, your handles, your social, your website, all that good stuff. Uh, what, why are we, well, com. Um, my handles are socialchrissy on Instagram, TikTok, and LinkedIn. I don't know if y'all be on LinkedIn. Oh, also, that's a fun fact. If y'all want to make money, y'all should be on LinkedIn. Oh, Stay woke. Stay woke. Don't sleep. If uh, if we if I did a good enough job, please follow me at Denzel Turner, D-E-N-Z-E-L-L Turner. And then also Black Friday Podcast at Black Friday Podcast on Instagram. You can go to the website, www.blackfridayspod.com. And then also all major streaming platforms, Black Friday's podcast. Uh, please check it out. I'll be around for a little bit. So happy to connect and looking forward to tapping in with everybody. So I appreciate y'all. That's my time. Thank you.